With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live.
have to empty your wallet <coughs> to fill your tank. Nissan is America's most fuel-efficient full line. Hang on, some more of your money. Shop ChooseNissan.com and your local Nissan store for ex- Exciting offers.
Peace, brothers and sisters. Welcome to all the places we've been. I'm your host, Nev Sankita L., and on the line with me is Sister Keisha. Peace, love, and unity. Peace, love, and unity to you, my sister. Long time. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm cool. Trying to hold on to the world as it spins around. How's everything on your side? Everything is good. You just be, I've been working, working, working. You know, we're planning to buy us a house with income tax, and so we've just been trying to get it in as much as we can. All right, um, well, you probably probably gonna get you a mansion then, huh? <laughs> it'd be nice. <laughs> uh, we so, found a nice, we found a nice two story house that's, that's that's in our range. You know. So. Okay. Good. Good. Something good. to leave for the kids. Leave them or give them a leg up. You know. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, Brother Aries, today uh, is his uh, Earth Day, and uh, I don't know if he's going to be us, but uh, hopefully we'll get a shout from him at some point in time. Okay. Uh, But uh, just to send him uh, well wishes, uh, if he listens to the archive, you know he was thinking about him. Yes. Yeah, so uh, a lot of things going on as usual. Uh, <clears throat> as most folks know, today is the what is today? The uh, oh man, I mean, calendar here, but uh, let me see. The day is the sixth, right? October sixth. Uh, today's the seventh. Is yeah, seven. Okay. the right, seventh. Got, got my math off. Okay. And uh, as most of us know, there has been a call for people to attend a gathering that's called the Million Man March in Washington, D.C. on uh, this coming Saturday. Yeah. And uh, we've talked about it uh, over the last couple of months once we kind of heard about it. And uh, other people are talking about it, too. Uh, I recently saw a, uh, I guess, a couple of segments with a sister that uh, I guess she kind of uh, does some things with uh, this guy, Boyce Boyce Watkins. Uh, I've heard his name over the years, and, you know, I've seen him recently, you know, before this, I guess. Uh, talking about a couple of issues, uh, not exactly sure. Uh, I think, I I don't know, I might have had subscribed at one point uh, because he seems to be kind (laughs) of on a, uh, what you call it, on a seesaw. Yeah. Kind of goes back and forth in terms of uh, some views on some things. So anyway, uh, the sister, let me, let me see if I can pull up her name. Her name is uh, Yvette Cornell, I believe. And uh, I'm not sure where she's at, but very uh, intelligent, articulate sister. And uh, she basically uh, presented some views and some comments and questions regarding this whole Million Man March. Uh, issue and the whole call for uh, 
justice or else, what does that mean and uh, why is there a call for 10,000 brothers other than, I guess, those who are in the nation of Islam? And, uh, you know, why is such a call, in her opinion, uh, that is being made seems to be kind of uh, reckless uh, with no explanation as to what will happen to any of these brothers who step forward to uh, participate in this justice or else. Uh, And I don't know, for me, uh, I really didn't even get that far into thinking about what that actually meant because I know uh, Louis Farquhar's history doesn't really come up with uh, a lot of action per se, Mm-hmm. And uh, he seems to be one who frequently makes a lot of uh, what we call selling wolf tickets. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's like people doing a lot of talking and shouting and saying they're going to do this, that, and the third, and they're not going to bust a grate with a sledgehammer, you know? Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, but I think the points that she made were valid because I guess if people come from different levels of understanding and when you hear certain words, they can mean different things to different people. Mm-hmm. And, and recently there was a sister who spoke uh, doing a YouTube video uh, where she basically called for some action to be done. uh, And it can almost be looked at as if she may have heard Farrakhan and maybe her uh, opinions and her rhetoric. drove her to do a video where she supposedly, allegedly threatened uh, white folks or threatened crackers in particular. I'd have to go back to listen uh, to the details of what she actually said. But uh, she uh, also uh, talked about, uh, I believe, killing some police or whatever, and uh, kind of waved a machete and what appeared to be a handgun. Now, this is a video, no different than a movie that you can rent, you can watch on TV or whatever, and with the words that she presented and the demonstrations of as I said, you know, you really don't know for sure if it was actually a machete. If it was a machete, uh, it's not next to anybody's neck. There's nobody 
in the room where she had made this video, and if it is, in fact, a real gun, uh, once again, you know, nobody is there. Uh, she didn't show no bullets. She didn't, you know, fire no shots. But she was arrested on uh, several counts, and some of them being uh, making terroristic threats. Now, once again, connecting this, can we, con can we connect this to what was said by Minister Farrakhan is something I think is a question that may need some attention uh, because, uh, as I said uh, earlier, the sister uh, Yvette Carnell basically asked the question, if people, especially young people, make some moves responding to what they hear from uh, Minister Farrakhan in particular, is there some kind of plan to uh, protect, to uh, provide legal assistance and counsel to uh, the brothers or possibly even sisters that might <clears throat> be involved in this particular Million Man March and uh, what it is that he has made a call for our people to do. So here's a perfect example. I know uh, now this sister was arrested, I believe, it was at least over a week ago. Yeah, it, it, it's been, it was a very short while ago, yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't know. I've seen several... Uh, responses, you know, people just basically uh, critiquing what happened and what she said and such. But I have not seen anything from the Nation of Islam, heard anything from Minister Farrakhan on this particular incident. And even uh, the uh, sister Yvette uh, Carnell, I didn't see anything, uh, I don't know, as of the other day, I think I looked uh, to see if she had maybe heard about it and maybe made a comment on it. Uh, the other guy, uh, Boyce Watkins, I didn't hear anything from him on it either. <clears throat> Everyone else just basically uh, kind of uh, made comments in regards to We we know that Caucasians, and we can go back a couple of weeks ago where there was a cracker in Texas mm -hmm. who uh, made all these uh, threats and cocked a, a shotgun and talking about the last thing you're going to hear is, uh, you know, the, the, the clicking of a shotgun as uh, a round is loaded in the chamber. And uh, he actually talked about, 
telling people to go and vandalize uh, people who were participating in Black Lives Matters uh, events or the New Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. And so uh, later on, he did present himself at a demonstration with uh, some members of the New Black Panther Party, and he didn't seem to <laughs> do any of the things he talked about and uh, the police who kind of uh, escort him away from the uh, protest that was being uh, done by the new Black Panther Party. So uh, other than that, the other person, Boyce Watkins, had stated that, I guess, after some words uh, or, or people had gotten word that this sister had voiced her opinion about uh, the Million Man March and uh, what was the plan or what was supposed to be the plan. And uh, there seemed to be a lot of, uh, I don't know if you call it backlash, but uh, blowback from... yeah. especially members of the Nation of Islam, who always seem to act as if uh, Minister Farrakhan is God in anything you say, uh, asking a question or trying to critique anything that he does is seen as blasphemy. uh, And it just really shows their idiotic attitude responding to what should be justifiable critique and is is very easily uh, rebuttable by coming with some answers. Mm -hmm. But instead of coming with answers, it's always the minister is right, whatever he says. And the thing is, there's so much like robots that they cannot, for the most part, respond to anything in any fashion that addresses the question that you ask. They'll always beat around the bush and tell you everything other than what it was you presented. And that seems to be a very uh, popular way of uh, responding that most people who believe in these demigods will take because they act as if they are basically robots and they have no mind of their own and can only speak uh, as parrots repeating what was said by the puppeteer, and when we look at stuff like Scientology and what is this really all about other than just money, but as I've said and other people have said, it's basically almost like mind control. Yeah. 
And so it seems like all it is is a way to reinforce people's mind into uh, going along with whatever Louis Farrakhan says without any questions, without any uh, common sense uh, thoughts or critique. And it's almost like if he tells them to uh, walk out on a plank, you know, hanging off the side of a ship in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, you know, they'll do that without a question of why even, you know, or having a a life preserver to, uh, you know, secure their life. So, uh, yeah, this guy, uh, Boyce Watkins, had stated that he was invited to, uh, I don't remember if he said to Farcon's house, sat down and had a meal together. I know he said he had met with him on a few different occasions. And so the fact that uh, this sister was, you know, that close to Boyce Watkins, you know, he felt like, oh, okay, well, let me talk to this brother and let him, you know, put this sister in check. But he didn't necessarily come back and and uh, disagree with uh, the sister but he he seemed to go in and you know not even come back with uh getting answers to some of the questions that she answered uh little simple stuff like uh people saying oh well uh a general doesn't tell his plan you know to you know to the public and all this kind of foolishness Farcon is not a general okay so, uh, you know, what exactly are we, you know, it's a lot of assumptions and, you know, most of the time, like the saying goes, once you start assuming things, you make an ass out of yourself. So mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of people who assume a lot of things and, you know, they still don't have any answers as to why it is they going to Washington, D.C., but yet, some of them, uh, you know, they plan on going. So, but uh, you know, as we've said before, you know, if there's a plan that comes out of it, you know, and folks come back home after they come to their senses or whatever, you know, if there's a workable plan, hey, we're willing to work with a workable plan. But it can't be no foolishness, and can't be oh, just. You know, oh, just follow me, you know, or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. We go down the Yellow Brick Road or something. Somebody had commented uh, earlier today to me about, uh, I guess, uh, some very high rates of uh, shootings. or I'm not sure if they were all killings, but a lot of shootings that took place over the weekend in Chicago. And Chicago is where Farcon is, where Jesse Jackson is, where Al Sharpton is, where uh, Martin Luther King III is. And it's like, you know, why are people going to Washington, D.C.? If anything, it seemed like it would have been better if you would have invited people to go to uh, Chicago or something. 
Yeah. You know, or if not even their own cities. I just watched a video of the 11-year-old little sister who was the victim of a stray bullet that left her paralyzed, 11 years old. And this was in New York. This took place, I think, uh, it might have happened. I'm not sure if it was Manhattan or in Brooklyn, but uh, I think the mother had said that they had moved from one area to, I think, into Manhattan. And it's like, you know, it's the same same situation they're facing. So, yeah. But it's sad to know that a 11-year-old girl who had a whole life ahead of her uh, was shot, uh, was a victim of a, a stray bullet that was supposedly fired by a 17-year-old boy whose his life is, is, is now uh, pretty much kind of washed up, you know, based on being arrested for this. Yeah. <clears throat> so... It's so much going on around the country, uh, you know, to go to a particular city that I don't even know if they have the same type of violence that they might have had at one point in time back in the 80s when there was a lot of drugs in that D.C. Uh, area. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, like I said, it, it makes no sense to go there. I don't, I don't get it. So uh, you know that's that's my little take on it, and then uh, you know I don't know uh, you know what you want to add on to that or well I um I've seen a few videos um from uh, I Empress uh, segment uh huh and um you know basically she she didn't do anything different than what Nathan Ener or these other uh superimposed ego having crackers have done. She made a video. You know, I but I will say I will say this. The things that she spoke of in the video should have only been spoken behind closed doors at the round table amongst people that she trusts and that are that are loyal to her, that she knows beyond a shadow of a doubt are loyal to her. Because we there there's one thing for sure. Um while it's called freedom of speech for right. a cracker to do that Right. It's called domestic terrorism when a black person does it. Right. So with that being said, we have to do things smarter. We, you know, while we're angry, we have to still be cold and calculated, just as cold as calculating as the crackers are, um, because we can't afford to take losses as far as to, to be filling up the prison the prison system because that's what they want to do with us anyway. They either want to murder us or lock us away. Mm-hmm. But that that's what they're doing to us. So it's... Um, well, I don't disagree at all with anything that she said. I felt that it should have been done smarter. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's, if that's your plan, if you got soldiers that are down the ride with you and that's your plan, then that should have been something that you and your soldiers talked about that, that should not have been publicized. Just for the simple fact that we're going to be persecuted more. I'm not saying that we shouldn't speak out, but you have to at all times keep an eye on your back and keep an eye on your tongue and say things. You know, we, we can say whatever we want to say, but we, there's going to be repercussions for the simple fact that we are black and they see us as a threat. 
what they're afraid of the most is black people waking up and more of us coming into those feelings, waking up and like, we're angry, we're tired. We're not going to take any more of this shit. And like she said, it's open season on the crackers. So I seen the tape um, where they interviewed one of the officers, and he was saying, well, she threatened that, you know, they talked about, they showed a clip where she had uh, spoken about unarming the, the police officers and using their weapons against them, uh, b- bombing the police station. Those are things that she should have said, like I said, um, personally with the people that, you know, she, whatever, she had those plans to put that into play, into action, she should, that should never been publicized. Um, calling out a cracker, call them crackers out. But if you plan to do actually put something in motion, that is not something that you're gonna that, that should be publicized. Um, there's another lady that's in jail for the same thing from Georgia. Uh, uh, right. I remember right a couple of months ago there was a sister who uh, yeah. was arrested uh, for some Facebook uh, posts. I mm-hmm. think that was after uh, after Freddie Gray. Yes. It? Yeah, right. And they arrested no. her. She was a paralegal, and uh, she and, made and comments. And they arrested her. I don't. I don't know what happened to. Uh, yeah, to the follow up on her particular situation either. But uh, you know, uh, once again, it's, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, people expressing their thoughts. Uh huh. Or you know, saying words. I mean, it's not even like that. And it's not. It's not like you. You know, like you said earlier, it's not like they actually had a person there that they had threatened to do physical harm to. They basically right. voiced an opinion out of anger, and that you know, the system that we live in, the system that we're fighting against, doesn't allow us those. It doesn't allow us those niceties. Like, we, we, we have to at all times stay on our P's and Q's, you know, because we, 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 need our, we need every soldier, every conscious being that we have, we need them out here in the street to fight this war. But it has to be, if you have those plans, those things, you have to solidify those and don't voice them. You know, that, that was a mistake. Not, not, not don't voice them, but don't publicize them. They don't need to be, you know, anytime you have a war, you never tell the enemy your next move. When you start telling the enemy your next move, that's when you start getting, you know, they have an opportunity to foil your plans or, or, you know, things of that nature. Um, From my understanding, she was a well-kept woman who had uh, security because due to death threats that she had for speaking out. Um, I'm just, uh, my my thing is I'm down for every one of us voicing our opinion in the revolution, but when it comes to tactics and, and, and moves and strategizing, those are things that need to be said only with revolutionary people who are ready to put those actions, put those plans into motion. Um, we don't need to tell everything. Like it, it's, it's always said, the revolution will not be televised. What's really going to take on, to go into play will not be televised. It should not be televised. It should not be made public record if you plan to go bomb the police station. If you're going to go bomb the police station, go bomb that motherfucker. Don't nobody need to know until that motherfucker's in flames. That's it. But when we start to put it out there like that, if you want to go and say open season on a cracker, I agree with that. It is open season on a cracker. 
Now, if you're gonna go bomb the, you know, if you're if you're talking about those types of things, you just you have to be a lot smarter about it as far as you know, because then that's when they're gonna start slapping at domestic terrorists. Although a cracker will say the same thing, but what them crackers doing is they actually going and they blowing some shit up, you know, while we we talking about it and 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 they're removing us from from the fight. They're locking us away. They or they're making an excuse, pull you over, shoot you, pardon me, and gun you down in the street. You know, so there has to be. It has to be some level of intelligence with this execution because there's going to be, you know, like we are at war and there's going to be strategies to play, but you cannot just publicize your strategy. If that's that's what you're going to do, you know, and she was making these plans with someone else. However, how the video got posted out there to YouTube, you know, it just comes to watching your circle and watching your back, you know. Well, I think uh, that she, you know, I wouldn't even, you know, go ahead and say that, you know, that was her plan per se. Because to me, I mean, you can look at things a couple of different ways. I thought about this, and people, our people especially, are very creative and have a cultural habit of redefining words and uh, we can look at how at one point in time the word black was seen to be offensive to us, you know, and, and we were called colored or called Negro, although Negro and black is the same thing. But if you said the word black, it was seen to be offensive. And it wasn't until uh, Malcolm that, well, around the time of Malcolm, of course, there's probably a couple of different things that actually took place. Uh, I know there was a brother in New York called uh, Alambe Brass who uh, started the Black is Beautiful movement, and that involved... Uh, models who were dark-skinned sisters who uh, uh, did fashion shows and exhibited uh, natural hairdos and such. And that became a new part of uh, our movement. And so that was right around the time of Malcolm. And I'm not sure which came first, uh, but once again, you know, redefining the word black and and making, taking it from being something offensive to becoming a word that we are proud of. So we have people who uh, take words and, uh, you know, to me, I almost looked at it, you know, you, you can say the sister was home practicing for a play or something, you know. She was practicing, you know, for a movie scene, you know. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know uh, what it was that uh, she was actually do- doing in her, own, in her own home space. Uh, but the key thing is that 
in order for a crime to take place, there must be a victim. Who is the victim? Mm hmm. You know, they, they, the judge, they did, they, they trumped up some charges. Like they said something about um, yeah, she had abused about. or physically abused a child or tried to play, you know, to make a, right. to make a victim. Um, you know, and she simply said, of course, she's like, so I don't have a child. Who is this child that I uh, supposedly abused? Because she doesn't have children. Um, so it's, it's basically, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it, it, it takes wisdom. I'm just, it just, the, the way that I see it is, is that if it's a play, it's a play. If it, it's, a, you know, like you said, we, we have a play on words. Um, but we still have to be, you know, if, if we if you claim yourself as a warrior princess and you, you're a warrior, you, you're, you're, you're out here for your people, mm-hmm. we have to take precautions. We have to take precautions um, because yeah. they are going to find any reason, whether it's a play or not. We know one thing is that they are going to turn it around to make it something that it's not. Right. We do know that they're going, you know, we know that they, they're going to find any way to try to shut us down by any means necessary, if, even if that means fabricating a story against us. They'll do it. And the, we all know that the, that the judicial system was never intended for a black person to go into it and win. It was always designed to defeat us. So we have to exercise precaution with all things that we do. You know, when, you know, we're calling, we're called to action. It's like, especially with, like you said, when you link this with this Farrakhan, this Million Man March and him calling people, uh, one brave warriors. Um, to a lot of people, to me, when you say that, I'm a fighter. When you say justice or else, or else means the fist blows coming with it. You, you, you know, that's my interpretation of justice or else. And that not that's not only my interpretation, but that's several other people's interpretation, especially these young the youngsters who don't have a, a, a who who can't speak on a broader perspective. Justice or else to them means fight. If you mm-hmm. say you, I want justice, if you don't give me justice, the or else part means there's a fight coming with it. And you know when it's interpreted in the minds of, of the youth. So like the sister did ask a very she made a very valid point. Is there a legal team in place since you're calling for these brave warriors? Um, I'm friends with the guy who's like, are we going to the Million Man March to tear some shit up or not? You know, they want to know, or what is the or else part? What is it that we're going to do? Mm-hmm. If you're asking us to come here with the agenda of justice or else, what is the or else? Now, if we down with the or else, what about us? You know, when, when we're down with the or else to fight for our people, is there a legal system in play that will fight for the for the youth that's going to this million man march with this agenda to defend this agenda on the word of Farrakhan, or is he gonna leave them high and dry? Well, it won't won't be the first time. <laughs> you know, it won't be the first time. And then when there's a tragedy, then we got Mar uh, Sharpton and Jesse Jackson marching in. I mean, come on, you know, it's it's it's, it's really you know we these so called leaders these self-appointed leaders of the black community that were actually being put in place by government and CIA to control the black mind to, because they're not doing a damn thing for us. They're not, they're not brokering power deals. They're not doing anything that's going to change laws when you sit and you rub elbows with lawmakers, but the city that you live in have the highest crime rate. You're just doing it just for the title. 
to, to, to coax your ego, to make you feel better about yourself because you're not doing a thing for your people. You're not making the moves in the, and you're not making, you're not making the moves that we need you to make in the community. And the, the youth are fed up. We're fed up. The older generation is fed up. You know, it's, 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 uh, it comes to a point where there's going to be, there is going to, it's going to explode. Now, now when you tell these people, um, I'm calling for justice earth and I want 10,000 brave men to come to the million man March. And you got 10,000 young people who are tired, who feel like the police are out to murder them anyway, who knows this by, by the track record of the Ku Klux Klan that every day that they're not safe and they don't feel like they have anything to lose anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, bottom, bottom line, uh, this sister, uh, I mean, although she may have spoken recklessly, you know, as, as we've said, you know, it's like a double standard. It so is. We, we should, we should know, but regardless, I think she deserves our support. Uh, she does. She deserves I, our support 100%. Yeah, I don't, I don't know her personally, and uh, the 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 other issue is that uh, <laughs> when when you look at what happened to her, so and it's and it's interesting, uh, you know, they didn't they didn't remove her videos; they're still online. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if it's a threat, then, you know, if you're claiming it's, it's causing some damage or harm to somebody, then why is it still up? If that's the case, then YouTube should be just as much held responsible for uh, for having it on there. They, they could be considered co-conspirators, you know? Yeah. It's not even that. It's not even that she committed a crime. She committed no crime. I mean, no. in, in the grand scheme of things, she committed no crime. No crime was committed. I agree. Um, I agree. No I agree. crime was committed. Mm-hmm. But she she has a powerful voice. She has she has a following of people. Okay, mm-hmm. so she committed no crime, but she's a threat to white supremacy. Well, she is a threat. I know when I went to her account. Uh, I think it was only maybe about three or four videos, and uh, uh, all of them were not of that particular temper or whatever. But uh, part of, uh, I don't know, however, the numbers may have uh, increased in terms of, you know, who subscribed to her account, it may have been as a result of this particular, uh, you know, situation. And then also is the question of uh, for those who are now or, or, or have been or have joined her 
her uh, her account will they be will they be seen as uh, you know what I'm saying co-conspirators or something you know I mean there's a there, there's a lot of different things that could possibly uh, become an issue as a result of uh, this particular situation. And uh, I don't know, it's just something to watch, but definitely something to be mindful of. And I guess it also speaks to uh, many of us know that when we post certain things on Facebook or YouTube, uh, we get we get uh, problems. You know, we have problems, you know, mm-hmm. uh, posting it. Or uh, sometimes people... Oh, it gets account, pulled down? It's removed? Yeah, it gets pulled down. So, uh, you know, this is, I guess, in a way, a means of uh, intimidating a lot of people to, you know, you better be quiet or you're going to be next, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I, you know, I, th- I, I think wholeheartedly that they're using her as they're attempting to make an example out of her to right. quiet down the revolution because it has it's 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 it's, it's taken all it's like you know how that fire starts you pump it you pump the air into it and, and it and it grows so it's growing um and and at the same time you know like you said even even some of the posts that I put up I'm like what, what happened the the attachment you know it's been it's made unavailable it's removed or you find that now you start getting um people that, that were already your friend on Facebook, now all of a sudden you get another friend request from the same person or some mm-hmm. people that you don't even know it, it, because they are hacking the pages because they want this information. They want to stop the revolution. Um, we can't let this stop our voice. Our voice still has to be heard. We still have to fight the revolution, but we have to fight it with wit. You know, um, and there will come a time for the brute force, but you have to, everything has to be calculated and it has to be, there, there's going to be there's going to be a lot more of us um, that they're going to attempt to arrest that they're going to attempt to bring bogus charges on. Um, because you know, like you said, she did not commit a crime. She she didn't commit a crime against the person. She didn't commit a crime. She she exercised her First Amendment right, freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. She has that freedom. We all have, we're all supposed to have that freedom, but we all know that the only people who are privileged to have that freedom are these crackers. It's 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 similar to how back, back in the 70s there used to be movies that would come out that would be considered too controversial and they immediately get taken off. The spook who sat by the door was one mm-hmm. of those movies. The Education of Sonny Carson was one of those movies, which really just involved... Uh, Gangs, you know, living in 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 the in the inner city, urban area, you know, New York in particular, and then being victimized by police brutality. That was like, you know, the the big uh, scene, I guess, that became too controversial for it to, uh, you know, stay on the uh, on the uh, movie uh, on the movie circuit. I remember. Uh, 
when the movie, when that movie came out, the Education of Sonny Carson, uh, I was working in in Manhattan, uh, and uh, I saw the movie. They used to have these movie trailers. They'd have like a box, and it'd have you know a screen, and they'd show you you know parts clips of the movie, and uh, as the trailer was put out, like on whatever day it was, you know, I saw it, you know, passed by that area and saw it, and I said, okay, yeah, I'm going to go see that movie next week. And next week came, and that movie was not around. (laughs) And it's like, you know, usually a movie, you know, would be out for a while, but uh, that thing was gone, and it wasn't, and that was like about 70 it was either 73, 74, and uh, it wasn't until about 1986 that I got to see the movie again because I met Sonny Carson and we were going around the community showing the movie you know, uh, trying to deal with the crack epidemic in uh, in New York. But, uh, you know, it's a very powerful movie. Uh, but once again, you know, people can do and say things on video, and it's not real, you know. They they have what's called snuff, snuff films, you know, where... You know, it's a movie where they make like they're killing somebody, and it's actually supposed to be true. You know, somebody is actually getting killed in the movie, mm-hmm. and a movie out of it. But uh, this particular video that this sister did, no one was hurt. There are no victims. You know, uh, I did hear somebody say something about, uh, oh, uh, she was staying with some sister and the sister's child. She hit the sister's child or something or whatever. Uh, Some kind of foolishness like that. But uh, for the most part, I really, I really, uh, you know, I mean, if that was the case, that all of that should have been uh, presented when she was in court, as she was surprised as to why it was or what that was all about. She didn't understand it, you know, exactly right, because it makes no sense. You know, you're making up stuff. You can't make up stuff and, and claim somebody is being charged with, somebody, with something and you don't give them the, the, the facts of it. Yeah. Well, they gave her um, they gave her a bond on those charges, but no bond on the uh, domestic terrorist charges. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, she she they said they um, said that she hit the child in the back, causing bodily injury to a thirteen year old girl. And yeah, she was like, "Well, what child? Because I don't have any children." Um, right. And and you know, when you said that that it was apparently a sister that she was staying with. Um, as supposed as she assaulted her daughter, you know, then that kind of brings into a whole nother scheme of things. You know, it goes back to 
everybody look like us ain't for us. See, but then what happens to, and, you know, all of this is just kind of second guessing. Yeah. Uh, but if she was, in fact, staying with somebody, with somebody, then they would have to be, to some degree, uh, complicit in terms of, uh, you know, uh, colluding with the police mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to bring some of these charges and uh, then also part of it could be, uh, you know, just plotting one against the other one. Yeah. Uh, so these these people are very devious at what they do. They've been doing it for centuries, you know. And uh, I just would like to see people who are in that area come to the court to support her when she has yes. to be there. And uh, also uh, some legal, you know, uh, help for her. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. You know, bring um, at least raise some funds for her defense. Um, you know, and that, that, that also brings back, you know, there's a, there's apparently the leader of the new Black Panther Party, uh, mm-hmm. Is an attorney. I mean, does he only represent um, uh, members about of the? He's no longer. I don't know if he's even a part of the new Black Panther Party. He he had stepped down from being uh, being uh, the leader or whatever, uh, or the chairman or whatever of the new Black Panther Party, but. Uh, and the other thing is he's, uh, I think, working out of uh, the D.C., Maryland area or whatever. Uh, so I don't know if if his uh, credentials would be able to be workable in, uh, mm-hmm. in Georgia there. But I'm surprised that she was there and she didn't have any, you know, representation. Uh, it would seem like, you know, you should be – given a counsel unless you, you know, decide that you don't want that. I don't know if that's the choice she made, but. Uh, well, at the that was her, at her arraignment. They told her that she would be appointed, you know, at the end of it. Um, it was said that she would be appointed a counsel, a counsel if she couldn't afford one. Um, so that, that the video of her court, that was her arraignment. Um, yeah, even even at your arraignment, you're supposed to have representation. Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she. I mean, she should, she should have she should have um, had a counsel appointed to her before arraignment, or fought to have one. Did the pay whatever paperwork was necessary, or you know, like you say, there's plenty of people in the this so in the in the conscious community that are uh, legal representatives. Um, you know, my my thing is, why has anyone stepped up to represent any of these sisters? Mm-hmm. You know, um, why has anyone? You know, you call yourself a conscious, you're conscious, and you you're down for the revolution. Why haven't you stepped up to 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 represent any of these women who are standing up for us? Yeah, well. It all gets down to the bottom line, you know, people selling a lot of wolf tickets and really having nothing to back it up with. And 
it's sad that uh, people have to find out who's really who, who's really on their side, who's uh, standing with them or against them. And uh, <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. Yeah, that, that's um, and there's still been no word um on the first lady that was arrested for some Facebook post. You know, like it, it's it's you know, there there's a pattern there. You know, when we start to speak out and speak out and speak out, they pick and choose. And basically, it's not that any of either of these women pose a real physical threat to anyone personally. Mm-hmm. Um. They're basically martyrs. They're using them as an example to try and quiet the revolution. Um, the revolution won't be televised. You know, it it, it won't be televised. They they are basically trying to quiet the ones who who may be coming into their consciousness and who may be you know seeking knowledge and who are who are um, learning and gathering and absorbing. But it, the revolution can't be stopped. No, they can't arrest us all. That's one thing about it. Nope. Well, as many as they try to silence, there's ten more that are right behind them who are being uh, becoming stronger and. Uh, looking at examples like Winnie Mandela, who, while Nelson Mandela was locked up, became very powerful with her voice and the support that she got from the people. And uh, somehow, I don't know, these, these people never seem to learn from history, and I guess they think that they have so many minds glued to the TV. And, and that's, that's another thing I think that, that is a, a problem for us as a people, having people who turn on the TV, they know about uh, all kinds of crackings and what they do and all these little uh, silly shows, so-called reality shows, that have nothing to do with your reality, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. But yet you know the characters' names and every little detail of what they did and this and that episode, but then uh, somebody who stands up against the oppression, the colonization the brutality and the murder and genocide of our people uh, you know nothing about. And so that's, that's a very strange and uh, sad thing to see. But There are many who are becoming more and more 
militant because they make us that way. Yep. There's only so much that that the mind and the spirit can take um, before, you know, you there's there's always going to be two reactions to a situation. There are going to be some people who will it'll break them and they they can't they can't function, and so they'll continue on. It's easier for them to continue on in this trance, you know, not really a, in, in this sleeping state. Mm-hmm. And there are some who wake up and become, you know, they'll fight back. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can only oppress a person. You can only brutalize a person. You can only continue to bring harm to a person for so long before they snap and they fight you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's at that point for black people all over the world, globally, you know, we are we're fed up. We are sick and tired of our sons. Our fathers, our brothers, our uncles, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews, our mothers, our aunts, and our sisters being murdered, slaughtered, our children. Um, it's not safe to allow our children to play. Um, we have to have a, a, a talk with our children about their simple basic rights and how what to do when they encounter the people that our, that our tax dollars are paid to protect. They, we pay them to protect us, to protect our children, yet they murder us. Um, they over-police our communities, giving us higher crime rates. No more crime. Ha- the crime rate in a black community, a white community, or Hispanic community is no higher than or no less than the other. The difference is the amount of the, is, the, is how many police officers you see in one line of traffic versus going to a white neighborhood. They over-police our communities. Therefore, the crime rate will be higher. Mm-hmm. Arrests will go up. Um, and it's not that they're protecting or saving anyone. They're just there to harass and brutalize our people. That's it. You know, it's just like an old dog. You beat a dog and beat a dog so much, one day you go out there and that dog is going to bite you. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yep. Well. You can only take so much. And and when you oppress the people to the extent that you've oppressed black people, there's going to be a shift in power. And it's, it's at that point, you know, where they're seeing, and, and that's, that's exactly why I am for met and the other sister from Georgia, why they were arrested is because they, they're seeing the shift in power. They're seeing more people that feel and think just the same as they do in the black community that are tired, that we're, that they're, that are not just going to sit back and take the, police brutality anymore that are not just going to sit back and be oppressed. Yeah, too many of us have become so complacent and just accepting of all the abuses that we see every day. And it's like to, to, to get along is to just be silent, be quiet, and let the murders and uh, beatings and the abuse go on and on without saying doing anything about it. And it's it's got to stop. I mean, in order for you to be seen, you have to 
be almost like you're crazy in this world because everybody else is like business as usual. Yeah. Yeah. So, but once again, uh, time will tell, and, you know, hopefully some people will grow from the experience of now knowing and seeing for themselves that certain people who talk, certain talk, do not mean any good, are only doing it for their own benefit, doing it even possibly for the benefit of those who oppress us because they're holding back mm-hmm. the fury that is bound to come, that's due, is long overdue. Yes, it is. And as long as they hold it back, pretending that they're the most advanced when in fact they ignore any other reasonable idea in response to what has been colonialism, what has been oppression, what has been racist attacks, what has been police brutality. As long as they hold all that back, it can only happen for so long. And when the dam breaks, mm-hmm. hell of a flood. And you know, uh huh. Even even kings can be overthrown. Um, you know, I I, I kind of I see it in, in that perspective. Like they see themselves as kings on this throne, who mm-hmm. look down and are controlling the masses. You know. You know, you can be cruel to people for so long before those people overthrow you and overrun you, kill you, and take over government. Um, it's, it's, it's only, like you said, they're, they're keeping the fury quelled, but it's only so long before the fury of the people is going to take over and, 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 and they won't have any control over what happens. They won't be able to say, no, 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 let's march, let's march, let's march, let's march. And let's march again for the next 200 years. Let's march. Um, the next five to ten years, is, it, the marching is over. The, it, you know, it's, it's too many times that you tell that you, you beat me, you slap me, you, you cut babies out of my ancestors, and you stomp their skulls in, and you tell me let's march. You shoot a 12-year-old in the park playing, and you tell me let's march. March for what? Because marching ain't going to bring those kids back, and marching ain't going to stop that cracker from killing the next kid. Uh, it's, you know, the, mm-hmm. the fury, the fury, it, the fury is necessary and it's well overdue. Yeah, and it's the rest of our people. About, of our people mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about to get more serious, too. 
is really about to hit the fan. And uh, I guess the attempt to try to get themselves in a position where they can program people to be uh, docile, mm-hmm. complacent. You know, and I think that that's all that this um, that this march is is another attempt mm-hmm. to quell the fury and the wrath of our people, and our, the wrath of our ancestors is going to be unleashed on these savage cave beasts. Um, but it's inevitable. A million people can go march today, or on the tenth. This, this this coming Saturday, um, ten million people go march. It's not going to change anything, and the wrath, you know, the fury, the fury of our people and our ancestors, it's upon these practices, upon it's upon white supremacy, and Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and Louis Farrakhan need to take a seat somewhere because it's well past time for us to give these practices what they've been giving us for hundreds of years. Yeah, and you know, uh, these Europeans know that they're long overdue, and it's why they treat us oftentimes as if they fear us because they know they've done so much dirt that Mm -hmm. they deserve an ass whooping. (laughs) I mean, they really deserve an ass whooping. And uh, it's just a matter of time. It really is. But uh, the other thing uh, I saw I wanted to touch on was uh, there was a lot of flooding that took place in especially South Carolina. I think there was some other places uh, where there was actually some flooding. I think in Arizona there was some flooding. I don't know who was affected by that mostly, but uh, South Carolina, I know I saw a lot of uh, our families down there that were affected by uh, the flooding. And uh, I hope that we can reach out to our families there and help them in their time of need. Uh, It was kind of reminiscent of uh, Katrina. And I know uh, folks in New York have reached out to folks in uh, Louisiana and Mississippi who were affected by uh, that back in, uh, what was that, uh, I think that might have been 2005, 2005. And I just uh, hope that we make the same kind of effort to yeah, help our people who who are in need uh, down there in South Carolina. So, yeah, 
so uh other than that uh we're working on some things to try to deal with bringing some positive information uh, positive things that will help to keep some of our young folks from uh, doing some of the reckless things that they do, uh, give them some direction, give them some opportunities to learn some skills, uh, give them some opportunities to connect for us all to connect as a people, uh, young and old, and deal with the issues that affect us uh, daily. So uh, there's some things that's uh, being put forth, and there's some folks who are doing some things. Uh, Yeah, matter of fact, uh, there was something I posted. Uh, I think I, I posted that in the new code. I, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, Keisha. Uh, some uh, brothers and sisters in Pittsburgh uh, were trying to uh, do some things. And it's some of the things we've kind of talked about a little bit, uh, some other things that uh, we haven't. But uh, the idea and the efforts, I think, were very, uh, very enlightening to see. And uh, it really kind of, uh, yeah, just brings some some, uh, hopeful energy. to uh what what is in the making. So uh I have to go into that a little bit more and hopefully we can kinda represent uh re reproduce uh that template around the country and uh other efforts like that. And uh, possibly even, uh, yeah, I, I have to see about yeah, maybe trying to invite uh, some of those folks to come on and share with us uh, what they're doing and try to... Uh, See what it is they're doing that you know other folks around the country can also participate in. So, well, uh, 
get into that at uh, at another point in time. Uh, any anything else on your mind, otherwise, uh, my sister? Uh, no, I just I just want to say, you know, um, peace, love, and unity. You know, there there's going to be in every war there's casualties. Um, mm-hmm. Some are imprisonment, some are death, but we we can't let it pump fear in our heart. We can't let it stop us. Um, we must definitely have to keep speaking out and uh, speaking against the violence and, and fighting against the police brutality and coming together as a people. You know, the more of us, each one teach one, like you said, the more of us who wake up and those of us who are willing to work together um, because there are so many different aspects of war, you know, um, coming together, building communities, building schools for our children, Um you know, I, I spoke with someone, you know, like I told you, know, a lot of people don't understand that um, segregation could probably be the best thing for African people, mm-hmm. for us to be segregated from these, from, from, um, from the Europeans. We, we need to have our own, and we, we need to start, you know, to support our own and build, build, you know, build within our communities, kick these Arabs out, kick these Chinese out, kick the Koreans out, uh, and, and build our own community. Um, you know, in due time, time will tell. Uh, some things, you know, like you said, there. once you know some things, we see a group can get some things started in the community, give some tips and pointers to another community that are trying to accomplish the same thing. Um, and, and just, and definitely instilling our children the truth and unity. You know, I've, I've, you know, been interacting with my middle school kids and my daughter with her being like, you know, I told her she plays volleyball and stuff. Um, you know, just being a mother in the in the bleachers, I see a lot of um, we talk to each other about unity and the importance of unity, but we must instill that in our children. They, if, if we don't, everything that we're doing now is going to fall apart if we don't teach our children to love their brothers and sisters, and to come together and stick together in unity. It has to be in our children's hearts, too, because they're going to carry the torch. They're, you know, they'll complete, they'll bring to fruition what we set in motion today. Yeah. Uh, have, 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 had you, had you uh, jumped double dutch when you were, no, we we used to jump rope, but I was always too uncoordinated for double dutch. Um, I I tried it a couple of times, but I always wind up uh, tangled up in the rope. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, but you know, kids, I, I seen that post. You know, kids don't know. You know, kids don't know about the great outdoors. They don't know how it is to play and communicate. You know, technology has taken over, so a lot of um. A lot of things that that my kids are learning is because I just kind of like you know push them outside, make them go outside because they they you know they like, they want to sit and watch TV, listen to the radio, uh, play on the cell phones, uh, get on the tablets and stuff. And I've kind of you know when I, I've since I've been more conscious and waking and, and you know being more aware, I've cut a lot of that stuff off. I've taken a lot of it away because I want them to you know to get in, read a book, educate your mind. So. Library trips, you know, those are all things that that give our children a higher sense of consciousness as well. You know, we we can be conscious, but if we don't waken that in our children, 
then how can they carry on? You know, it'll be kind of like the same thing. History will repeat itself, and our children will wind up being back in the same boat that we're fighting to get out of. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in in seeing that uh, some of those uh, younger and older women uh, and girls doing the uh, double dutch, Mm -hmm. I think it just kind of brings that, you know, like you said, it takes, uh, you know, coordination and uh, also working together, you know, not only yeah. uh, a person as an individual, you know, the, the, the jumper, let's say, you know, because most people can, can, can do, the, do, the, uh, do the ropes, right? Yeah. You might not have been able to do the, uh, do the, the jumping, but, but uh, I'm sure you was able to do the ropes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so even in doing that, uh, you know, that may not be as much coordination, but still uh, it involves, you know, the other person on the other side of the rope along with the person that's jumping. And it's a group effort, which is something that uh, society often tries to train people away from uh, instead of having groups like the Jackson 5, you know, oh, Michael Jackson on his own, you know, instead of having uh, Smokey Robinson in the the Miracles, oh, it's Smokey Robinson by himself, you know, instead of Gladys Knight in the Pips, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You know. But uh, a lot of a lot of that, I think, was a strategic effort to keep our unity uh, from gelling and coming together. Uh, somebody had a picture up the other day of a lot of the different uh, brothers that was in sports: Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown. Uh, uh, Kareem Ab- Abdul-Jabbar, and uh, there were some other ones. I can't uh, remember exactly who else all was in there. But they, those those were three of the, you know, well-known. But they were sitting down together, and I remember there was a video with Muhammad Ali talking about wanting to create, like, hotels and business, you know, that was owned by, you know, the, these brothers, you know, not only sports people, but people who had money, uh, you know, who represented us. And uh, I don't know what happened to that effort. I would really love to hear what happened to that effort because he definitely did uh, express that – you know, he really wanted to do that, and and Ali wasn't a person that just said things for the sake of saying things. Uh, you know, I think his words were pretty, pretty much uh, what he meant. And I don't know, maybe possibly part of you know his current health situation 
is a result of his, you know, effort and, and desire to do something for his people that was uh, targeted by, you know, our enemies and, and, you know, put him in a position health-wise that he's in. So, uh, I mean, we could look at so many different things that have happened uh, to different people who had those type of aspirations but nowadays, it's like, you know, you, the people we see, the people who have uh, all this money, very rarely do they do anything that's designed to focus on us as a people. Uh, there, was, there was some effort, I think his name LeBron, LeBron James, I think he uh, put up a certain amount of money to uh, aid uh, youngsters wanting to go to college. It wasn't specifically our children, but the effort was put out there, which you can kind of say is better than nothing. But I would really love to see us putting more folks into us. Gotta follow up on some of that. Yeah, so anyway, it's uh it's about ten twenty four uh our time here and uh uh, if you don't have anything else, Keisha, then I guess we can kind of shut it down and uh, regroup and uh, we'll have to come back seeing what was uh, the fruit of uh, this million-man million march effort. Yeah, that that I'm I pretty much covered everything that you know. I kind of that some things that I had in between working that I kind of run across when I'm scrolling on Facebook or seeing uh, on the news or or, uh, whatnot. Um, but that you know that's that's basically it. You know. Yeah. All right. Well. uh... Good to hear your voice, and uh, uh, I guess you're doing what you got to do. I don't want to if I should say keep up the good work. <laughs> but I guess you, <laughs> you got to do what you got to do, and uh, you know, success in your efforts to uh, yeah, do what you have to do, and uh, and uh, love to you and your family, and uh. Hopefully uh, we'll hear you back next week, and uh, we're going to reach out to, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to reach out to uh, those folks out in uh, Pittsburgh to uh, try to see uh, a little bit more of what they're doing and, you know, if we can assist them 
uh, in sharing uh, what it is they're doing and uh, hear more of what it is and, you know, what, if anything, we can do to help to uh, facilitate their efforts and reproduce them in other places. So. All right. Well, I plan to be. I plan to uh, join next week uh, for the radio for this for the show. Okay. Um, it, you know, I, I've been trying to get my schedule, so I'm not working so many days because I, you know, it just feels like I've been neglecting family and, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I'm gonna try to at least get get Wednesdays every Wednesday, uh, because the weekends are pretty much jam packed. So I, if I can get like the, that hump day off, especially because my kids have a half a day, so um. Or yeah, you know, stop missing the radio, you know, so. Okay. So, you know, I mean, even if there's uh, another day or another time that's better for you, you know, to, to help facilitate, you know, uh, you being able to be, you know, a part of the program, of course, uh, your voice is definitely very important and we love to hear from you. And, uh, and uh, you know, if if there's another day or time, you know, just feel free to uh, let me know, and we'll you know hook it up so that we'll make it happen. You know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, peace, love, and unity. It was nice hearing your voice again. It was. It felt. It's reinvigorating to you know to be able to get back in the radio and, and you know speak about issues at hand and uh, try to come up with solutions for them. Um, so I appreciate all your hard work and Eb and and it is just much love to you and your family. So Thank you. Uh, you, you too, Keisha. Thank you. All right. Peace all right. Yeah. Peace, y'all.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.